Welcome, Spartans, to Podcast Evolved, your home for Halo. I'm your host, Oren, and with me today I have Ian. Hey, guys. I have David. Hello, everybody. And Krista. Halo! And today we're going to cover the Xbox Game Showcase and a bunch of Halo Infinite news. We just saw the first gameplay reveal just a moment ago. We are actually live with our Discord right now. And guys, what that was quite an amazing showcase. We got about 10 minutes of gameplay and some some uh, cinematic trailers and stuff. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Wait, they actually showed us Halo stuff? They do that for, now? I thought they for, stopped doing that. For a game coming out in a couple of months, we finally know what <laughs> it is about. <laughs> we don't even know that. We just know some of the gameplay. <laughs> That is true. That is true. We, we there's still more to learn, and uh, and I'm sure they'll be peppering uh, different things over the next couple of months uh, as we get closer to the the likely perceived November launch, and, uh, and hopefully sooner. But we'll we'll kind of just see how that unveils itself. We're gonna we're gonna skip a little bit of most of our social stuff that we usually do at the beginning of this episode, uh, just to kind of get to the the meat and the the the, the bone of it all. Um, but we do wanted to shout out and give a quick thanks to all of our patrons who are in the chat and who are listening to us uh, on the regular episode feed. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we actually just hit our latest goal, I think, of 34 patrons. And uh, and so we will be kind of sharing that information with our patrons and looking at our new goals for what to kind of make our podcast and our community uh, better for you all. So thank you all who are currently patrons for supporting us. And if you would like to check out what it means to be a patron of yourself, you can head over to patreon.com slash Halo Podcast Evolved and learn about the perks and all the ways you can help us out there. Now, Halo Infinite, guys. It was highly advertised. It's continually being advertised pretty much hand-in-hand with the Xbox Series X. It was the first thing out of the gate for the showcase earlier today. God, and it's I think it delivered on pretty much what it needed to be, which was we got some good uh, cinematic pre-rendered visuals that just kind of fleshed out a little bit of a uh, story and emotion. We got good gameplay. We got some character interactions. We got to see the banished um, in the first person sort of uh, point of view as opposed to the top down that we're usually used to seeing them in Halo Wars 2. Um, and then to cap it all off, uh, we got a blog post from Halo or from um, 343 Industries themselves kind of talking about the beginning of this journey that we're going to take from now until the end of the year. So we'll kind of pick apart each bit and kind of talk about our reactions, uh, some of the things that we noticed, maybe ask the chat a few questions on, on what they liked and just kind of get a sense of, of what this game is. So um, I... I, I Guess Ian, what are what's kind of your initial takeaway from from the the gameplay portion of the showcase, that kind of eight minute um, demo that we saw? Yeah, um, it definitely looked kind of like I think what everyone was expecting. Um, yeah, it looks like it's some sort of open world. Um, you know, obviously the the graphics look uh, look pretty good for the most part. Um, I guess yeah, look, I it's a little bit hard to kind of wrap my head around where we're at. I think the Waypoint post mentioned 
that the gameplay we saw was several hours into the game. So, um, yeah, it's I'm trying to still trying to wrap my head kind of around the story. Um, obviously, we didn't see the created in any sense. We just saw the banished and the new uh, the new leader, which I'm not going to try to pronounce that right now. Um, so yeah, I I'm, I'm excited. I, I I like the idea of the open world. I'm a little concerned because like I when Destiny one came out, I was really excited for it, and it just sort of missed the mark a little bit. The gameplay was great, and just the 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 story and kind of the the non-linearity of it was um, I just didn't didn't catch me the way you know a normal linear story does. So I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out it looks like it's gonna be I'm, I'm kind of guessing it's gonna be somewhat linear then you're gonna have these like these kind of large missions which is I think what maybe we saw us starting and then you'll have like these kind of mini missions within that and then maybe you'll move section to section I don't know um, it's a little bit it's still a little bit hard to say um, you know with only what eight minutes and uh, we really didn't see a whole lot obviously um, of the entire game so um, yeah, I'm 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 really excited. I liked and I liked seeing the, uh, I liked the advanced movement that we did see. I'm you know, I, I'm 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 a sprint guy. Um, I like the clamber and I I, I do like that the the grappling hook, uh, a lot. I think that's a that's a really interesting mechanic. I really enjoy. I I use that in Apex. I can't remember the, I can't remember the the character in Apex that has the grappling. No, uh, Pathfinder. Yes, yeah, Pathfinder. And they also recently have added it to Doom Eternal, a okay. little uh, another modern game from earlier yeah, this I year. Love, I love that mechanic. So that's 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 a big win for me. Um, and we didn't see we didn't see any Spartan. Uh, was it Spartan the thrust or the uh, Spartan charge? So um, which I think is probably the least favorite of everyone. So I'm 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 good with that. It looks. It got I got some I got some Halo Five vibes for sure, and I got some Halo Three vibes for sure. So I think I don't know. It's it, so far what I've seen. I think this is a good mix of of my favorite parts of of Halo. The the grappling going in the grappling hook I think was one of my biggest points of uh, concern because it was it was kind of pseudo leaked a few months ago I think, and and it was kind of heavily speculated. And then yesterday when when uh, 343 and Xbox revealed that kind of promotional image, we did see some sort of grappling hook-like uh, gauntlet attachment, and it kind of all but confirmed some form of equipment. And so I, I was cautiously optimistic that it would be well-received. And, and what, yeah, I saw, it, it kind of handled pretty much what a grappling hook was going to handle. Like, I'm not sure really what I was expecting. I think I was just nervous because it is a new element in the Halo universe. But uh, but yeah, what we saw, I think, just kind of going up a ledge or just grappling um, an enemy to get closer to kind of reduce that that distance, um, kind of either shotgunning or do a beatdown or something, I think does warrant itself some interesting gameplay mechanics that I think doesn't really take away too much from what you would picture as classical Halo. Um, but so, some of the other interesting bits that I really enjoyed was kind of the return to equipment, it seems. Uh, where you have the, uh, the what they're calling the drop wall from the uh, the kind of in-game text there, which is uh, a kind of a similar callback to the, uh, is it like a, a drop shield? Or, or I just had it off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, drop shield. Yeah, drop shield. Bubble shield. From Halo 3, um, as well as a kind of another take on 
the uh, the shield draining equipment from Halo 3, but it's more like a, a grenade, and it kind of shocks and maybe uh, kind of paralyzes some of the enemies for a moment. That We, we saw that actually in the kind of one-minute campaign trailer that, that came out after the event. Um, so I'm excited to see these these new and interesting um, equipment pieces that kind of add to the sandbox of how to fight these enemies and uh, and kind of approach gameplay. Because I really enjoyed that in Halo 3, kind of picking up these equipments like a landmine or or a bubble shield and, uh, and kind of introducing those types of elements into the gameplay and kind of giving yourself that, that real sandboxy feel. Um David, is there uh, what what kind of strikes you from the uh, the gameplay trailer? Uh, we haven't talked about weapons or anything. Is there maybe a weapon or something gameplay mechanic wise that really uh, caught your eye? Um, the new shotgun, the bulldog. I really like the look of that bad boy. This kind of drum based shotgun. I'm all about that. That looks really really solid. I like a shotgun with a clip. It doesn't have to like be manually loaded. I'm all about that. Um. The pistol looked like the Magnum from Halo 2. I'm not too happy with that. Like it doesn't. The pistol looks small. Doesn't look solid. Um, the way the actual the CE pistol. That's kind of where I'm getting my vibes from. It's not. It's not the, doesn't look anything like the CE pistol. It reminds me of the Magnum from Halo 2. Um, which is not a good. Memory. I was kind of getting some ODST pistol vibes. A little Ooh, bit. It, do, nice. it looks the same color, but if it was silence and stuff, but I don't think we're getting that kind of gameplay. Yeah, probably not silence, but in just in yeah. terms of that very, I guess maybe uh, the Halo Five Gun Magnum pistol, the, just the one that just seems super tiny and quick, and just just literally just this pew pew pew, just kind of like just the the. No, I don't want no pew pew pew. Get out of here. Pew pew pew. No, well, pew, pew, I like pew, the pew pew. No, pew, get out of here. Pew 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 guns. They're never bringing um, back the CE pistol in a campaign. No, we can't. You can't. They can't. Ooh, they you just got to get Give, over it. They'll, they'll bring it back in whatever dreams, war zone David. is Give in them this all up. They'll do it for me. <laughs> That's what I... Yeah, I think um, they showed a good variety of weapons. That's what I'm pretty happy about, like old and new and stuff like that. Well, mostly kind of new, I know. Um, they still... I'm pretty happy with what they look. The, the nice thing is that the weapons are maybe new, but they still feel like they belong in the Halo universe. Which is nice. They don't seem out of place compared to some of the weapons we've seen. Yeah, I thought everything. I thought everything looked really good. I, I mean, it looks like a lot of new weapons, but um, I don't know. They all they all sounded sounded really nice. Um, I will say uh, before I forget, if I can't gravel a grunt and grab it and throw it at someone, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing <laughs> if you could get like the methane tank to start going off, and then oh, you could man. grab it and toss it. Oh wow! Oh, oh. man, yeah. <laughs> Or imagine imagine grappling a suicide grunt and then just throwing it back at oh, them. Oh shit, that'd be great. Oh, that's interesting. Because we did we did see Chief um, grapple a fusion coil and throw it at a shade turret. So that type of mechanic is is in the game um, to kind of see what maybe more sort of elements that you can do with that if it's just uh, locked into you know fusion coils and stuff. <laughs> It'd be called yeeting, of course it would. <laughs> yeeting. <laughs> um. Going back to weapons, do we think we're going to see some of the like special weapons like we saw in Halo 5's campaign? Like the Answer and all those, Blood of Suban. I mean, I I could see it. Um, I definitely it, think that it I, could just be implemented. Yeah, and if this is what it looks like, which is an open world Halo game, they're going to need more weapon weapon variations. So I think... Even if you can't modify the weapons, I think having more variants in there is a, is a definite. I, I think we're very likely to see all kinds of stuff. 
it it would it would also give a little bit more of a uh, kind of hunting nature to the open world because another aspect of of open world games is just kind of generally collectibles and so like kind of imagine Halo Five if it had some sort of open world nature of it but say you missed some of those hidden weapons and stuff but you got some sort of intel later in the game you can kind of it can kind of point you into those those weapons to kind of get those and and maybe getting those guns unlock other upgrades and stuff that you can get. Um, it can also help maybe find if there's terminals from past Halo games and if those kind of resurface in, in Infinite. Yeah, I, I think there has to be a load of collectibles, like maybe logs telling you what happened and stuff like that. I'd kind of be happy with some I mean, like Bioshock-esque logs where you're going through like a crashed ooh. ship and you can find some, you find a dead body in a log next de- to it. That's definitely going to be it because I don't have to fill in the backstory of Chief. what Chief missed. Do you know what I mean? The whole after we lost the war, he floated in space for however many years and then we come back and then he has to dig out logs and find people. That's I'd say that's the, that's a that's a definite. Yeah, so kind of touching on that, the, the, the demo opens with a, a date and we get May 28th, 2560. And then just below that, it fades in and says 167 days after we lost. Um, and of course, the, uh, the the brood at the end there kind of talks about how humanity lost the war and and they're still kind of carrying on. And so, do we think that we're going to be getting some some kind of novelizations that kind of fill in some of those uh, some of those gaps between you know the 167 days or really what kinda happened like before codex. that fall, or or do we think that some of that will be either not necessarily playable in flashbacks, but do you, how much, I guess, do you think is flushed out in-game as opposed to extra I media? I think there needs to be, like, a Mass Effect-esque codex for Halo at this point. There's just so much lore. Yeah, wouldn't 167 days before that date be somewhere around when uh, Shadows of Reach takes place? Um, Because isn't that... I'm not sure. That me, date is see. December 12th. Is so I'm not sure days. when Shadows of Reach I know it's the end. Place. I thought it was the end of 59. Let but... me look it up on Amazon and see if I can find a good uh, blurb. Yeah, see what day Halo Reach takes, or Shadows of Reach um, is projected to take place, but uh, the, the date that the UNSC or Humanity supposedly lost the war is December 12th, 2559, um, which is not too long after the events of October twenty five fifty nine. Uh, so it could definitely so be a good two months. Good tie in, yeah. Yeah, it could definitely tie in. Um, well, which they but say then the war. That means the book has to come out before the game, then. So we know for sure the game. No. The book comes. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily. It has to, um, but it does come out in uh, at the end of October. I think now, October twentieth, is the date of the book. Yeah, I think that should still be... Or before. the date of the release of the book yeah, in, in our It should still be before the game reality. comes out, I would imagine. I'm, I mean, I'm still thinking... I'm, I'm still going with November 17th for uh, well, the 117 reference. That's a, that's a Tuesday anyway, so... I like that. I yeah, I like Saturday that too. Someone said, no? Is it a Tuesday? That means the console will drop it is that a Tuesday. day too. So we have to also right. remember that this is going to be a console drop. Oops, sorry. Do consoles usually drop on yeah. Tuesdays? I forget. Usually it's over the weekend that they drop, though. Sometimes. I think in the past it was a... Fr- I think the Xbox One was a Friday or a Thursday. 
I'd be much up more up for but, that um, just because it's easier to fit into your kind of work schedule. I hate getting like a new game and then having to, you know, do the nine to five. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting as well with to see how the the world landscape is towards the end of the year, since there's still a lot of uh, pandemic effect still going on uh, through the summer. But um, but to kind of kind of get to that once we kind of go down there in terms of launch and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, to kind of reel it back into the gameplay, um, something else that, that caught my eye was the menu to kind of talk about what we're going to see in this open world sort of gameplay. And of course, they, they no doubt probably toned down the icons and things for this demo. But when uh, when the player or, you know, Chief opens up the uh, the menu screen, you kind of see the, the the map overworld and some icons for the mission and some of the rewards that you get without any you know, it's kind of like flavored text on what the mission detail is but you don't really know what type of resources or experience points you might be getting um, but on the top there's uh there's three sort of uh, tabs and so we get the tack map which is what we see we get upgrades and then we also get a database um, so Krista going on what you were saying to where they're kind of needs to be some sort of timeline or just like kind of lore center for all the events that goes on with Halo being such a big universe and franchise. Do you Can you see maybe this database tab being something like the Phoenix Logs from Halo Wars oh, 2? Oh, definitely. It, it kind of has to be because Halo Wars 2 kind of introduced us because Halo Wars 2 almost had its own little codex with the timeline and everything like that. So I feel like there has to be, and, like, maybe the first time you encounter a grunt, it updates so you can read a little bit about grunts. Every first time you meet a brute, does that. It also depends on how long the campaign is. If it's a longer campaign, you need to have, you know, all the main players and stuff there so that you can kind of familiarize yourself and rem remember as you're going through the campaign. Yeah, just like the Mass Effect Codex. I'd love a Mass Effect Codex for Halo. It's so good, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then equipment, uh, or sorry, upgrades. Um, what do you think that we're going to be upgrading? Uh, do you think we're going to be upgrading his armor? Or do you think we're going to be upgrading weapons or equipment or kind of all of the above? Like how, how much, I guess, customization do we want to see in this um, kind of open world shift? When it comes to upgrading the armor, we have to ask ourselves who would be upgrading the armor. Because Master Chief's not getting out of his armor. Someone would have to do it for him. So does Brohammer have enough engineering experience to work on Mjolnir armor, or are we going to see Halsey in this game? Well, I think we'll definitely see Halsey to some capacity, or at least hear hear her influence. And we kind of got a little bit of a tease with the cinematic trailer, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but, uh, but that is a good point. If we do have armor upgrades, then there needs to be some sort of interactive sort of conduit to do that um so do you think maybe krista we might be getting more of like a gun and maybe like a equipment upgrade like uh, someone from the chat third just said like maybe we upgrade the grapple distance and that's something that kind of just gets expanded as as you kind of continue on the campaign and unlock credits or whatever i feel upgrade. like upgrades to external stuff like the grappling hook and weapons is something that master chief could do out in the field uh when it comes to armor upgrades, I do think you need a hand. So I could see him upgrading, like, finding maybe a 
gun with a silencer on it and taking it off and putting it up on another gun or something like that. But not 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 armor upgrades. Well, to kind of stay on that, uh, David, we just did an episode on Road to Infamous about a month ago about the engineers. Um, and uh, some people in the chat are talking about engineers. Do we think engineers might be able to do armor upgrades? Ooh, that'd be so cool to see some engineers in this. Yeah, I mean, they can do everything, right? They're, they're the Halo thing, answer to all the things. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean... It makes sense because we know the Banished have engineers. We know that there is some kind of forerunner component to this. Um, so why not? I think engineers would be perfect. I mean, I, I get the feeling the game is about building. Do you know what I mean? Building your forces, building a base, building a resistance to fight back. And so I think you'll take a bit of everything. Um, why wouldn't you? I, I like the idea of a mission of maybe going and taking some engineers, going and rescuing them from the Banished. That'd be cool. So just kind of lastly, before we move on to, I think, the uh, the cinematic trailer, just kind of talk about that real quick. Um, I, we talked a little bit about the weapons, but some of the ones we didn't mention is that there's a, seems like an auto like an automatic DMR um, the, the gun called the VX-79 Commando, yes. which like Krista said, just seems like it just very easily fits into the kind of Halo militaristic aesthetic. Uh, we also got a a um, pulse uh, or no, a pulse um, carbine that uh, is basically like a burst fire carbine rifle, which looks pretty interesting. And some brute weapons that we got uh, is a Ravenger, which is like a like a launcher, shotgunny like uh, plasma weapon that kind of shoots out um, at a distance, kind of deals a lot of area of effect damage. So yeah, a lot of sh gun showcases in the in the trailer that uh, kind of just further expands the sandbox, and we can expect to see a lot of more weapons um, uh, kind of added in and and, and just kind of see it compare with all the other weapons that we have already because we, we didn't see any Promethean weapons, then we're suspected to maybe have some of those back in there. Um, or I guess that's a good question. Do we think we'll see Prometheans? I think, Ian, you said that we, have, we didn't see any creative presence earlier in, uh, at the top of the show. Do we think that maybe the Prometheans might have some sort of um, impact in the uh, in the game alongside the Banish, or maybe a, an opposition of the Banished? Yeah, I mean, I we I mean we gotta have to see created at some point for sure. Um, I mean, it looks like they're trying to not show that right now. Whether or not we see them earlier on, or uh, we don't see them until later. Uh, in the game, I'm not really sure yet, but I think they're. I think three four three is just kind of focusing on banish right now and ignoring, um, ignoring the created. I think um, one thing I did want to mention before I forget about it again. Um, the one thing we did see a lot of, and I think we kind of expected this, but was was a lot of wildlife, and to the point where normally in a Halo game your background is is some uh, you know, ambient music. Um, and there's a lot of parts in that trailer or in that gameplay trailer that uh, it was just just wildlife sounds, and and that was that was amazing. That was fantastic. Um, so so whether or not we you know are just focused on banished or um, you know I, I eventually see the created in, in some form, um, I'm I'm just I'm just happy with that. That's just that's just I, it takes it above and beyond any other uh, Halo game 
that that, that I've been in, I've played so far for sure. Um, we did see, uh, we did mention um, what was it? Uh, the Harbinger uh, is mentioned. The Harbinger. And I don't know what yeah. is that. Is is I got Forerunner vibes. You think it. so? Yeah, that's where I'm. I mean, the obvious answer is like, is it the name for created? Is it the is it a, the character? I, I'm getting depressed in the way he spoke about it. That it's like the leader of a faction. Unless, do we think the Harbinger can be Cortana? But then why not just You know, it sounded like something that they were allied with and not something within the faction itself. He didn't, like, when he was talking about Atriox, there was, like, a familiarity. When he was talking about the Harbinger, it seemed like an outside source to me. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I got the impression that it wasn't banished. That they were talking about. Um, okay, so you think this is definitely something new, as opposed to be uh, applied to something else, whether it's like Cortana or the Created, or even the Flood. If if they're, well, I guess they wouldn't be pairing with the Flood since they fought them in the past. Yeah, I think it's a so new character, a new a new sort of entity. Yeah, I think whoever they're referring to, I got the impression it was like an ish. Do you know what I mean? That it was. An individual that he was referring to, like the Harbinger, doesn't sound like a group. I, mean, it, it, I think it's uh, it, it, the leader, let's say, of the other faction. All right. Um, is there kind of anything else you you guys want to touch on for this uh, the gameplay demo, or uh, we want to move on to some of the other informations that that we got? Um, do we want to talk could, a little could... more about the ring itself? Is we can. What did uh? Well, what did you notice? I'm trying to determine whether some of because we saw these like huge uh, kind of pillars that were obviously parts of the ring that have kind of been jostled around, and that's just the underneath part. But interestingly enough, Installation Zero Seven kind of was fucked up before we came to the ring because it was kind of just quickly retrofitted to fit into uh, this current array. So. Honestly, how much of the damage do we think is the war, and how much damage do you think had already happened to the ring? We definitely know that the ring was probably full when we first got it, but some of the uh, landscaping issues might not have been caused by humanity. It might have been already there. So I guess, do you think... So are you saying there's a possibility that some of this damage of the ring was present when the Zeta Halo Halo Project kind of started with... uh... With Oni and their yeah, kind of presence there. because they there. also never found the monitor. As a, as a possibility, I guess, because I... Th- so if the monitor had <clears throat> abandoned the ring at some point and just didn't bother to fix it thoroughly, the ring could already be damaged, and then when the big fight broke out, the ring might have just been more susceptible to it. It's an interesting Okay. Theory. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's very possible for the banished to arrive and kind of cause the mayhem and cause part of the destruction through the battles that eventually led to the UNSC losing. Um, cause, uh, cause yeah, there's, there's just holes in the timeline, I guess, to where any number of things can happen, but it, it's definitely, definitely shown, uh, in the trailer, in the demo, and even in some of the promotional material beforehand that the, the ring is kind of broken and shattered and trying to kind of, 
fix itself to some degree. So we did. There was two other things actually that I was thinking of before we move on, though. Um, if you look at that, like that overview map, that like TAC map. Um, now we did, and there's a couple objects on there that I don't that aren't identified, and I'm a little curious on what they are. Um, I think the one is probably that uh, that like tower thing that we you see in the in the gameplay, and that I don't know. We think it may be the palace yeah. of pain. Um, but then there's other. If you look at that TAC map, there's like a it's like a wall or like a it's almost like a, a train track kind of like a forerunner train track thing going on there. Um, I don't know what I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if, if anyone had any thoughts on, on what that is. If Could it be like a quarantine some sort of transport wall or something maybe? Do, do you see what I'm talking about in that picture? I don't know if you have Yeah, that. I see what you're talking about. It's almost like a, yeah, kind of like a light rail system yeah, from like if, if kind you of real in, world. In Primordium, there's that light like a like a rail thing that they they get on. So I'm wondering that if that, is that what it is. Might be worth it to reread Primordium going up to this, just that one, just because they kind of yeah. mosey around the ring quite a lot. Yeah, I'm wondering how much of that book of the, the places they go we'll, we'll get to see. I would imagine quite a few. I love the map, though. I love, I liked how the map looked. I get very, like, yeah. ODST vibes. That was that the map. right way to go really with cool. the map, too, is to kind of harken back to ODST. Yeah. That's the only really map we've ever had in Halo. Yeah. But it's, I like a 3D map. It looks like there's going to be like waypoints and objectives and yeah, and you can see things to go see. And you can see a lot of the damage on just from that map because there's like canyons of yeah. like there's like that those hexagon uh, like blocks that it's kind of built off of, and so you can see like there's I don't know if it's if that's supposed to be that way. I imagine that's damage either you know fissures or something. So I mean, there's a lot of of damage in that area, even even that you can't necessarily see when you're walking around the gameplay so I'm, I'm 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 really curious to see see where all that goes yeah i'm kind of scrubbing through the video to kind of see um when when chief goes up the elevator and you kind of see the big vista and and yeah that that strange forerunner structure that's off in the distance i i feel like the way it's oriented it may not be visible on the map but that kind of rail system that we were talking about doesn't really appear to be shown, or at least clearly. Maybe it's underground or something from this kind of vista. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that's implemented. But I, I think the shifting of the, the the ring is also a good way to open up different parts of the ring for us, like you would in different open-world maps, where open-world games, where the map kind of unlocks itself as you progress through the story. Yes. Um, and I feel like that's a very simple way to explain how the the ring gets expanded for our exploration and we unlock new areas that we can go to and as we push back the banished banished forces we can set up encampments and and things like that and really create a living environment that so, we can play through i'm also i'm also curious that um so and you see in the 2019 trailer you see that like huge section of the ring that's just gone um and it looks like maybe it's being repaired or something it's really kind of hard to tell but like, so this is obviously after that, uh, and we don't see the whole ring, but it looks like, is this maybe the section getting repaired, that section? Is that where we are, or are we on a different place? Because I don't think, it didn't look like there was any damage to the rest of it. It was just that one one section. So is it, are we, we kind of like in the middle, you know, on the halo as it's repairing itself in um, a big empty we, area? They didn't show us the entire scope of the ring, but we could be close enough to it to see the damage, but not see the big... A scar 
or whatever. There's definitely a hole that you see when he's going up the elevator. Yeah, that's what um, I'm I don't know if it's the large section that you're referring really to that's missing, but ring. there it's a big section. There is a, a there is a large missing chunk um, from the ring that is uh, that yeah, is missing. Yeah, I'm curious as to how they damaged the ring so badly because if we remember in Halo One, the ring's pretty resilient to everything. It took you know setting off the Pillar of Autumn to completely destroy it. Well, it it could be that the ring is just in a state of disrepair yeah, if anyway. if the monitor's not around. You know, th- yeah, this could be 10,000 years of damage of, like, an, a halo ring not being maintained. Or maybe it's... Maybe the banished are stripping it of resources. Maybe they're taking it apart. Uh, who, who knows? Yeah, it could have been, I mean, to, to Krista's point, yeah, maybe part of this ring was destroyed before UNSC presence even came to it, and could have been something like in Halo Wars 2, where the ring ejected parts of itself, or, you know, we kind of caused that in Halo Wars 2, but that is a capability of the ring to kind of as a uh, self-defense mechanism. Yeah, but if it was part of the ring ejected, it would be a square edge, you know? It wouldn't be kind of this jagged kind of edge that we see when we see the broken ring it would be almost like a perfectly rectangular section of the ring is just not there anymore also i'm looking i'm looking at the map now and like um when he's selecting the gun battery it's like he's selecting a mission because there's a prompt to say start mission so i think you'll you'll be picking things from the map and it also it has another icon and it has a difficulty icon so i think you'll go to different areas of the map and this mission will be a legendary mission or this one will be heroic or whatever. So you well, go to I think air- you might be able to... Well, the, I, I would imagine you'd be able to... The overworld, the world itself. Yeah, probably, yeah. But I wonder... Like is world like, difficulty. Or like so some games do that. The kind of the, yeah. the overworld has its own difficulty that you can kind it of It also fluctuate. has like a database tab. I know Chris was talking about earlier, but I imagine that might be our, our codex style area where you'll find information. Upgrades. Oh, upgrades. I want to go in there so badly. Tell um, me what's one, in there. One last sort of question about the destruction of the ring. Do we know of the point to where a ring gets so heavily damaged that it needs to, like, it can't repair itself with the Sentinels and it needs to return to the Ark? Have we kind of heard of that happening at any point in, in kind of the books or something to where no, that is like yet. a possibility? Someone in the someone in the chat kind of theorized, well, maybe the banished destroyed the ring to such a degree that it would have to go back to the Ark where Atriox and the rest of the banished forces are. Maybe that's something they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to whittle it down to such a level that it, some automatic protocol kicks in and takes them there. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought, actually, because uh, that would definitely be a a good in lore way to connect the Halo Wars two story to mm-hmm. infinite without it sounding too contrived. Um, yeah, that's 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 definitely interesting, and at least gives you maybe in the future because we you know we obviously think this is some sort of going to be a live service. We're going to get additional campaigns uh, of some nature in the future. So you know, do we go back to the arc some point? You know, in a year or two years or whatever, however long it'll be. Or um, yeah, I'm 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 really curious. So to kind of piggyback off that, um, David, you have kind of made some notes for the article, and I think they kind of touch on that a little bit in the article from uh, Halo Waypoint. Do you want to 
kind of break down what was spoken in there? Yeah, so there's a Waypoint article obviously went up right during, actually during the, the showcase. Uh, and they they gave some kind of interesting points in terms of like the setting. Just kind of, I think, think that explains some of the things we saw in the demo, some of your questions. So the campaign demo actually takes place several hours into the story of the game. Joining Master Chief and the pilot. And that's just interesting because I kind of theorized to Colin when we were watching on the stream that maybe the first mission is right after what we saw in the original trailer that you're you're doing a corridor shooting maybe on the ship you're in space above the ring kind of doing that intro mission kind of like the pillar of autumn and then you crash on your pelican down to the ring and it opens up like halo like the second mission halo c and that's kind of where the game takes place that was my idea they shot that out of the park anyway but this if it's several hours before you actually touch down but then i think it might be several hours before you touch down in this point You've probably already been on the ring up to now, and maybe this is just you getting here, and you get shot down on the way to somewhere else. Um, the new brute war chief, his name is Scarum, so that's the guy we met. Um, it's an interesting name. I'd like to hear that said, so I don't fuck it up anymore. Yeah, um, Scarum sounds pretty good. Hmm. They've said, um, they've said really kind of the really the same point before that they're creating a narrative team that's going to be exciting and entertaining for all players. So don't worry if you're new to Halo. Or have no idea who the Banished are. Uh, longtime fans will also pick up the continuation of the events of Halo 5. And be rewarded with new mysteries to unravel. So that's pretty much what we expected. Um, with them going back for a quote unquote reboot. And then like obviously picking up where Halo 5 left off. Um, they said the scale of the environment is accessible to players. Is several times larger than that of the last two Halo games combined. So that's 5 and 4. Um, which I don't think we're big games um i guess some of the environments in five were big enough aren't they there's one or two there weren't two um so anyway um it says the games come out to discover hidden rewards uh assault the banished fortifications in brand new ways a portable shield and grappling hook the drop wall is a fast deploying cover that can be used to fend off enemy fire or even deflect a grenade the grapple shot opens up new traversal options while also providing new ways to engage enemies. Uh, it says, and yes, these new additions to the sandbox will carry over to multiplayer. However, they'll function a bit differently. I'm guessing that's the grapple hook. Um, as equipment items can be picked up on the map. Um, and then it says, we'll look forward to seeing multiplayer soon. Then they said, two new members of our voice acting team. So the pilot is Nicholas Roy and the war chief Scarum is played by Darren DePaul. And then essentially they just said they're designing Halo Infinite to grow and evolve over time so we can continue to deliver experiences to our players well beyond launch. So I think that's interesting to where they're actually getting at. So I was also a cool couple of screenshots in that article as well. And I, and I think that's something that was heavily speculated with the subtitle of Infinite to where it, it does kind of allude to some ongoing sustainability but we've never really had that from a campaign point of view and like a story point of view it's halo 5 had probably the best sustained um model for for the multiplayer side of things um in recent years or recent halo games and it seems that they are transitioning that at least partly into the campaign with that and, and even that kind of that last line that you were saying so this kind of also goes back into the way those pillars that we've been talking about that kind of raise and lower throughout the uh, ring kind of open up new areas of the map that you can traverse to. And it, again, just seems like a very simple story uh, implementation to kind of connect a uh, expandable 
area to then go explore and do a few missions from. So I guess it'll just be interesting to see how closely it resembles what the games as a service model is, where games like Destiny and Division and uh, Anthem, where you kind of have your, your battle suit and you upgrade that and find different guns and, and kind of have the these RPG elements to it all, where it's, I feel like this might be a little bit more of a games as a service light, where it kind of has some of those elements, but still keeps it fairly grounded in what we know is a linear Halo game. Uh, kind of offering those side missions and stuff. So the more I'm kind of thinking about it, this seems more like a strange ODST kind of evolution where we kind of get these missions we can go to on the map, but we have side quests that we can go to to have this story that can be told linearly, but also more organically. And uh, just kind of giving it a bigger upscale for graphics and capabilities and size and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I just I I have some serious qualms with the the games as a service setup, mostly in that working out a, a good linear story is is difficult to do in that in that format. So, um, like I said mentioned earlier, you know, Destiny. I really there's a, so much about Destiny that I really liked. You know, the the original. Um, and then just the story is just it's just hard to it's hard for me at least to kind of get into just because I feel like you know there's you, you know you can play that story in, in different orders and and then it's just like well wait what am I how is this a, you know how is this a story it's like you know it's it's always a little bit of a movie running in my head and and then for me it's it's a little bit weird and it kind of takes me out of it if it's uh, if I'm if I'm kind of bouncing around doing these random things so I'm really curious to see how they implement that if that's the way they go. Um, I definitely think there is a path to make that work. Um, I'm just I haven't seen it in a game. Uh, not maybe maybe there's one that I just don't I can't think of, but I I haven't seen it work out um, quite the way a normal linear story works out. So I'm really curious to see um, see how they pull that off. Of the of the two games that I've played, and I played the beta of Anthem, but that doesn't really count. But of like Division and Destiny, I'd say Division handled the story a, a little better because I think it had less to less for the player to do. You kind of came around to these these buildings at these these high concentrated points, and you do a mission, and it's a very specific mission with a linear story, and it flushes out the world that you in, you're in. Whereas what definite destiny kind of suffers from it's when it's talking about its storytelling is that it has all of these different activities you can do and they all lightly connect to each other and then doing the campaign you know your story mission well then right after that story mission you can do this other thing and and it doesn't really take you to a linear path it just kind of tells you another perspective and a story in this corner and any story in this corner and you may do all these different corners before you then continue on your path to kind of give the player that full capability. So yeah, I think they definitely need to force you to play open world, I guess, but but keep you on that path to to still give you that cohesive story because yeah, there is a concern that they can deviate you too far from that and you kind of lose your story beats and that was pretty much the main criticism for Halo 5, what it what its story was hard to follow and that was a linear, you know, first-person shooter game. 
similar to all the other Halo games. So yeah, if I if I have to go around and run around for half an hour like punching rocks to collect minerals to upgrade my my armor, I'm gonna be uh, not happy. That I agree. No, I, Ma- I don't Master want Chief's not Halo. a collector. He'll send people <laughs> no. out to do that for him. There's no way you're going to be doing that. I'm I'm fine with going to a, a camp and talking with an engineer after I complete a mission to get an armor upgrade, but I. I, I like those games for what they are when they're implemented in other games, but I just don't... That's just not a Halo game um, if it goes too far into that. But I do think at least what they've showed in the very basic sense of it, it, it has potential to be um, a nice sort of change of pace and otherwise kind of world-building nature to it all. So, um, the last sort of thing that we got was the cinematic trailer that kind of, that actually opened the show. It was a pre-rendered visual cinematic trailer and, uh, and it, it was a lot of fancy particle effects and, and high definition, um, sci-fi tech. And he had Catherine Halsey voicing over, uh, the, the Majolier armor being kind of created from, the liquid materials and the fibers and the metal all coming we together thought, to create the uh, the armor. And, uh, and we I thought really, she sounded a bit young, so we're, it kind of sounded like Cortana, just so that like it didn't sound like old Halsey. Yeah, I got the sense that this was an earlier sort of uh, event. Could like, be a it flashback. didn't necessarily mean this it takes place right before Infinite, but yeah, kind of, kind of like what she's almost creating the the first. Well, it, uh, Mark it wouldn't four. be the original suit because that's obviously his like Halo Two suit. No, this is the original. This yeah, is the suit for this game being made. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, hunt. it was. That was pretty obvious. And, I guess I didn't look that closely. You know, it's it's most likely Cortana because Halsey has a completely different tone to her voice. Um, unless they're trying to kind of make you make us think about which one it is. But uh, I immediately thought of Cortana when uh, this was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually more curious. Um, we see that, like, what what planet is that that we see? It looks like so. It looks like a. I think that's the space. It looks like a space elevator, and then you have a big ass canyon with. It looks like that some sort of mine. Whether that's where they mine like for the mine. materials yeah. in the suit. Like when I. F- Hmm. I thought I thought when I first looked at it, it may not be Earth, but I had looked at it thinking, "Oh, is that where the arc yeah, portal like, was dug up?" I feel like, but it looks too deep. We know, we know in Halo Wars Two that the portal to the arc is still operational up to a couple months before that. So hmm. it would take a lot more than a couple of months to completely remove that structure from Earth. Because it's, like, almost as big as a continent. I didn't think they removed it. It could just be deactivated. It could be just... Yeah, it could maybe. just flow, you know, fall back into itself. But anyway, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It's such a beautiful vid. Go on, Arn, what were you saying? I'm just, I'm just curious to see, or just to think, like, if, if this is... So, yeah, this is the... The armor, yeah, it's not that, the, arc. the chiefs I'm wear. Down. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but I find it, we- I find it strange if um, Cortana's the one who's 
yeah. kind of highlighting this armor and and kind of talking about it because she supposedly wants to control chief and she wants to be the one that kind of takes that takes the mantle and assume peace of, of, around the galaxy to kind of give chief this armor to now it could be that cortana did make this armor for him and that it's just like something she left behind that she was planning to give him later afterwards who knows it could it could have been something like before the event before she goes cray cray because mm-hmm. i mean don't they have isn't there a firmware thing in there that says it's it's made by halsey though and that little like boot up screen oh did you see that okay cool we it's also similar to the one could that's from the, the need to entertain the idea that we're both right because there can be another cortana because there's multiple halsey brains so if halsey was to take one of her other brains true true and create another ai it could just be another cortana it might not her she might not go as cortana but you would think she would have a very similar voice because it kind of comes from the uh I'm guessing it comes from the genetics of the brain. Cortina, yeah, perfect. Hmm. Yeah, now I'm now that I'm looking at it. All right. Um, I'm just, sorry. I'm 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 still focused on that space station slash the giant thing. drill. Well. It, yeah. Yeah, like look. So if you go, it looks kind of like a space elevator at first because it's got like that tether hanging down. And it's got something coming up, but then if you go to like 108, let's say one minute eight seconds, it's like you you have an overhead shot of it, and is there's no tether yeah. coming down. Could it be so some kind this... of mining facility? Like it shoots a laser and drills out the that would be material? a big ass laser miner. I mean, it's a big yeah. ass hole the on planet. the planet. I mean, I kind of that's what I kind of got is like a an excavation that's sort like of site from runner sized kind like of a, device. I mean, look at the uh, infinity. Yeah. yeah, we make big oh, shit now. If you go to one forty-four, there is a solid tether coming out of it, where it actually says "Halo Infinite Holiday 2020," and it shows the space station. You can see a straight okay. line oh, going yeah. way yeah, down. You're right. So maybe it's just an see? angle thing or something. But maybe it's just something to anchor yeah, I mean, it down. That's big, yeah, that's big. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what cool. that has doesn't, to do. Doesn't the Cortani's, Cortana slash Halsey voice in there talk about mining the metals and the liquid and something she like that. Like so I feel like it. these are the... I wasn't yeah. listening. So I, I think it's some sort of space, UNICE space station that fabricates Oh, it's definitely... The... I, I want to say it could be even in Halsey's journal somewhere where it talks about things having to be made in zero-G environments or something. Oh, I think that was one of the things. Wasn't I think it? That was yeah, something. I think one of the materials... Quite literally, the liquid thing we see moving in the spindle. Yeah, it could be something in there. So, anyway, it's cool. I like this trailer. It's also the this is a become trailer. Is this going to be kind of like the believe campaign? It's called Step 3? Inside. Is this going to be like the, the, the market? Okay. I think so. the marketing is definitely like this is a you're, you're becoming the hero, uh, become the legend. I think was also or be the legend. I think is what it's also talked about. Um, the brute said in that, that kind of one minute teaser that like, Oh, Spartan, we thought you were dead, but look, you're here now. So it is definitely a rebirth sort of kind of tone coming out of here that you are, that the legend is still here. You need to become it, you know, be reborn and go into what we're going to be, you know, fighting for. Is it, it's, it's sort of feels like it's going back to the, the original 
kind of way Halo was, where you as the player are becoming the chief rather than the chief being his own kind of character like he was in 4. So I'm curious where that goes, because I did like how they expanded on his character. So I'm, I am curious how much of that they will keep and how much they're just going to make him a blank slate. I'm, I don't want to say I'm concerned, but uh, I, I'm, I'm mostly just curious how that plays out. I like that distinction where it's like, yeah, you're it, you're becoming chief as opposed to you just playing as chief. Yeah. That is a uh, an interesting. I wonder if that's going to mean dialogue trees. Do we want dialogue trees? I hope not. <laughs> no, not my Halo. I love dialogue trees. Well, I mean, I think it would be not interesting. In the, not in this game. I think the dialogue trees would be interesting that. If someone was new to the lore, they could ask for more explanation. I I I, I could I could see that I suppose I just don't want like choices like no yeah I I don't want the the the, like the lore to be open to interpretation to where like oh well when I played the game this is kind of how I did you know I did this and it resulted in this and and yeah I, I doubt there would be multiple endings. But, no, no, I'm not. No, I, yeah. I guess I'm that's not what talking they, um, about that. I'm... But, but yeah, I, I guess it'd be if it's subtle enough to be like, someone tells you to go do this, and then there's a dialogue questions like, oh, well, why do you want me to do this? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, well, the banished was here, and they did X, Y, and Z, and then we have to, then you know, we retaliated, and it might yada, just. Yada, yada. I'm thinking more of like during a cutscene, Brohammer says, "Come back to me if you need more information," and then you go back to him, and then you can be like, "Who are the banished? You know what happened." Though that just that kind of dialogue that you can kind of either go through to get the extra details. I, th- I think that's what the database. Yeah, is Yeah, that be. might be true. That's going to be like a repository of that you can go in your own time and find more information out if you want. I want to play as Renegade Chief and just kill everyone, <laughs> just blow up the ring. <laughs> You're going to do well, it anyway. I mean, Christy. think about this. Like you mentioned, Bioshock, and they have those audio diaries, and we we kind of got audio diaries in Halo Five and in ODST. And so as you go around and collect these things, yeah, that can be an avenue to to fill in some of those stories of what happened here. You know, maybe we we are witnessing through those those collectibles is what is is the battle that took place 167 days ago on the ring that that drove the UNSC off of the ring, and then you know now Master Chief's here with Brohammer to to bring the presence back. I also want Moby Chief. In the dialogue tree, where he just goes, uh, Cortana, why? For every single dialogue option. <laughs> so you have Renegade Chief, where he's just killing everyone, and then Mopey Chief. Mopey, Mopey Chief, yeah. Just crying. This is the Halo I want. Uh, well, we're running to about the end of our time um any last sort of things we want to talk about for halo and then maybe a a takeaway or two of the showcase uh, in a general sense i am good on halo right now i think what they showed is great and i hope we get information on when we're going to hear more about it soon i agree i i was very happy with what was shown um, it was it was just enough to satisfy my hunger for <laughs> for all of this, and um, and it gets me very excited for what's to come. Same, ditto. I Ditto. liked what I saw. Um, 
the gameplay looked good. I if you had told me like grappling hook chief, I would have said fuck off. But it actually looks good. I'm I agree. Actually, I, I had uh, yeah. I had the same reservation. Um, yeah, I definitely. It's interesting I, this, to see. This seemed to hit all the notes that I've I've been wanting mm. for forever. Um, I only my only issues I kind of noticed were the gra- graphically there was a couple of weird parts, and I think that might just be the art style. Um, or it just might be think, because uh, it's a demo. Maybe maybe they didn't fully render the yeah, graphics. Yeah, maybe it was. I was thinking that too. I was watching stuff like the the phantom moving didn't look great. And I just wanted like that flight path looked a bit janky. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping like it's it's not like a Halo Four opening mission issue where you have that weird ass ship blowing up where it just looked really stupid. <laughs> uh, I hope we don't have that kind of issue. Honestly, if I was to sacrifice something, I'd probably sacrifice graphics to get better gameplay and story anyway. So, but I know this is. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not concerned with the graphics themselves as much as it just looking janky. I just don't want it to look weird. Yeah, you know? just look out of place. Well, and also yeah. we gotta remember that this is gonna be like the headline of the Xbox Series S X, so it has to look good because it's supposed to be the a graphical like kind of demo of what the Xbox Series X can do. Yeah, the other thing I noticed was that they, in the Waypoint article, they didn't mention this is going to be fixed, fixed 60 frames up to 4K. So this is going to be the same situation we had with Halo 5 where it was 60 frames up to, to HD. So um, I'm sure people will get all on about that. But not not that I'm surprised, but but uh, that they did, they did say that outright. Do we want to talk about all other right. games real quick? Because there were other games, unfortunately. Yeah, so I think uh, what yeah, so there were there were like thirty games that were shown, and about about ten of, of which were Xbox Game Studio games. Um, I kind of wrote them all down on a little note thing. If you forgot, but yeah, I guess let's talk. Let's just pick one or two games that you're happy to see. I mean, my kind of biggest gripe with the showcase as a whole is that infinite was the only game demo that we got everything else was just trailers whether it was cinematic or gameplay trailer um but there's still a lot yeah, to be a lot to show that we can at least get excited for the future i guess uh, that we'll learn just more about um so i guess we could just go around the room and just mention one or two games that we that we liked and then maybe uh in the uh, on another episode we can kind of dive into some of these a little bit more uh, in detail, but uh, let's start with Krista. What's what's a game that? Oh my that god, Everwild looks amazing. It looks like some druid witch shit that you're doing, and it looks so good. I love the graphics. I love the concept, and I'm really excited for that. Um, the other one was Hellblade. I'm really excited for the second Hellblade. I played the first one and absolutely loved it, but I was disappointed that they didn't show literally anything else. They just talked about it. So those are my two. I'm actually. I'm actually glad that they didn't because I'm pretty certain that's like a oh, 2022 yeah. game. And like a lot of people were like, oh, it's going to be a launch title or it's going to come out spring of 2021. And I'm like, guys, I know. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that they they kept it to their chest and and we'll see it when it's a little bit more ready. And I feel like Hellblade 2 will be like the the full like graphical fidelity of what like a next gen game is um also just let's just step back and talk about how they kind of just threw it out there oh all these games are going to be available on game pass it was just kind of a what 
Okay, that that's yes, insane. we do need to acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Every game that was shown will it be on Game Pass. It makes me so much more excited like, for some of these indie titles that I probably never pick up and play, uh, if I had to pay money for them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean I, honestly, that's like I play more games because I have Game Pass. Like I, I a lot of these other games that I've had on my catalog, I have always like maybe wanted a touch or just looks interesting and I'll play like two or three hours and get a fix or I'll find that I really love it and I'll play it till the end. So yeah, like Jack, like dragon quest, uh, like uh, 11, that was one that I was like, you know what? I kind of like turn-based RPGs like this. I'll give it a try just cause it looks interesting. It has a uh, dragon quest is a huge franchise in the Japanese uh, gaming culture. And, uh, and so like, it's going to be, out later this year so i'm gonna i'm, I'm looking forward to just trying I that out. i never normally before game pass i never just got games just to try them out i always made sure i did research i made sure i knew what what, what i was purchasing because you're you're spending your money on something so it's kind of changed the way i've looked at games because now it's like well, i'll just download it and play it for five minutes and see if i like it that's something i never used to do yeah, I'm. I'm, not made of money I'm curious to see what's going to happen with things like collector's editions, because you're going to have all these games, especially Halo, where you know a lot, most, all of us, I think, have have Game Pass now. It's like, do do we, do you get a collector's edition still? Is there one maybe that doesn't even come with the game? Because why would you need the game? I I'm I'm really curious to see what happens well, with that. Recently, a lot of collector's editions have been shipping without games, and that's been kind of controversial, but now with Game Pass, it's not really... Oh, really? Yeah, I think, like, Mass Effect Andromeda and stuff like that didn't have Wolfenstein it. did it. Wolfenstein. Yeah, so you can get the collector's item, it just doesn't come with the game, which I think actually works now that a lot of these games are on Game Pass. I wonder what the collector's... I hope the collector's thing for Halo Infinite is a bookshelf, because I'm running out of room to put my Halo books. Can it be a, a suit of Mjolnir armor that I can put my Halo 3 <laughs> helmet onto? <laughs> but you can't get in the armor, though. Yeah. Just like you can't put the helmet on. I, I, my cat's head fits oh my it okay. God. So maybe I can, Your maybe cat I can will save humanity. <laughs> Spartan cat is crazy. Um... Just some of the games that caught my eye were slightly different. I thought Avowed or Avoved, as I, as I mispronounced it from Obsidian. This, the first person RPG, Avowed. that's pretty much their version of Skyrim. Avowed. Oh, Avowed, yeah. I'm yeah. excited for that one. That, that was going to be my pick yes. as well. Obsidian are great at these type of games. I'm very happy with them. Um, I got Maid on Magic Vibes. That's like a, this style of game, first person fantasy there's magic there is swords and stuff like that it's a really good game single player um games on 360 that's kind of what i got from this uh i'm really that's probably that's probably years away that's 2022 probably something longer for obsidian but um i'm really excited about that it feels like um sorry it feels like with like avowed and elden ring and eventually elder scrolls that there's just going to be a barrage of these magic fantasy settings that's going to probably come out Hell in the next yeah. three to four years that we're just going to get a bunch of them all at once. And I am so Everwild, into Fable, it. Everwild, Fable, all this shit. I'm so yeah. into it. I'm ready. Because games come in waves. You know, you get a lot of like, you know, fantasy RPGs at once or you get a lot of shooters all at once. It's one of those weird things, but I'm so into Every it. Everybody gets the same good idea at the same time. So they're all 
making the same yes. shit. I'm um, into it though. Give me it. Yeah. Stalker 2 is a really big win, even if no one realizes it. Um, the Stalker franchise is awesome. It's pretty big. It's, it's a, it was a PC only game for, for many, many years. Uh, Stalker 1. And it's like, it's like a Fallout game set around Chernobyl. Um, there is mutants, radioactivity. It's got like a, the same, a similar kind of uh, inventory. It's RPGs, that style. It's really, really good. My, both my brothers played it and loved it. They, they lost their shit when they saw Stalker 2 come into this like they're really selling me on this game being important this game being really interesting. i think it, it's going to be a big bigger game than you realize and um, that's a pretty big deal and i also loved the look of um the crossfire um is one of those game pass things crossfire x remedy are doing the single player for that that intrigued me and it's something i'll pick up and watch just because it's on game pass like hell yeah i'll play a remedy campaign i love their stories and the last one I'll touch on is probably the medium. Oh. I had no interest in this from the stuff they put out. The trailer today, which showed kind of gameplay, I'm like, hell yeah. That, that has me sold. Now, that looks really cool, really creepy. I like the vibe. I like the style. That's the one they're pushing as this couldn't possibly be done in anything other than a Series X. So, hell yeah. Yeah, give it to me. that game looks so intriguing. I'm really excited to play that. Mm. Some spoopy time. Super spoopy. Ian, what about you? Well, I'm not a big other games kind of guy, but um, <gasps> what? <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. Um, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Hellblade definitely caught my eye because it just looks amazing. I'm never gonna play it, but it looks amazing. Um, and I think the only the only one I saw that I, that I thought actually looked like something I might play was uh, was was Crossfire X. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but it just just kind of had a, I don't know, it just felt like a good vibe that I, I would I would enjoy. Um, I don't really care about the other ones, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm a Halo guy, and, and then occasionally I play some other games. I, you know, Apex I, I got into, and that was like, I played Halo 5 until Apex came out. I played Apex for about a year or a year and a half, and, and then that was the, that was it. So, yeah. All right. Well, like like I said, I said Avowed um, was pretty good. I also agree with the medium looks nice and spooky. Um, so it's there's a lot uh, a lot to look forward to. I was very pleased with uh, with what they showed. I just wish there was like actual gameplay, but there, there's also Same. seemingly a lacking of dates. I found yeah. so I guess a lot of this might be like 2021, 2022. But at least we see the the roadmap, so to speak. Um, of of where where we're going um, as the, as Xbox uh, kind of continues to flesh out their their catalog, but uh, they're they're definitely doubling down on the launching the hardware and launching Infinite alongside with it. And I think you know once that kind of comes out, it just paves the way to showcase what this next generation of gaming is all about. So um, can't wait to learn more about Halo. That's that's really what I have to say to end it all. Um, well, with that, I guess we'll take it away from there, guys. Um, this uh, this will conclude part one, in a sense, of our uh, two-part reaction episode. Um, so next, if you're listening live, we'll get Colin, Aaron, and Tom on air, and you'll be able to listen to their takes of Halo Infinite. They'll hopefully bring up new and different opinions, and uh, you guys can kind of maybe 
throw some of your similar suggestions their way uh, like we took from you guys. So thank you very much for being with us. If you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, whether you're listening live or um, on uh, the regular labor podcast feed, you can leave us a voicemail at 205-EVOLVED. That's 205-386-5833, and we'll listen to your your message on uh, one of our news episodes and respond to you. You can find all of our episodes of all of our different shows on our website, halopodcastevolved.com. It also features links to our Discord servers, Facebook group, Patreon page, um, Xbox Live, and other information. Um, just to kind of give you an overview of our other shows, we have Mission Debrief that talks through every single Halo campaign mission, and they're currently working their way through Halo Wars 2 um, as their last game leading up to Infinite, and they will be doing the same take uh, with Halo Infinite once that releases. Uh, now that we kind of know it's a little bit more open world-like, I'm sure the format of the show might change a little bit, but may give us a little bit more content to talk about as it evolves for that show. We have Halo Book Club, which talks about the extended lore media, like novels and comic books. And our newest show, Builds with Blocks, which talks about the micro-action figures and brick-based construction sets. And I think even more were unveiled today um, during the event. Um, so lots of new information to discuss on that feed. We mentioned our Patreon. Of course, if you want to learn more about it, go to patreon.com slash halopodcastevolved.com. Or sorry, just patreon.com Halo podcast evolved uh, again thank you to all of our patrons for your continued support uh, we have some exciting patreon updates coming in the near future we're going to be discussing that in the next uh, couple weeks to share with you as we go into the fall and lastly if you uh, want to listen to the growing collection of halo novels all in one place you can check out audible uh, we have an audible trial link which is audibletrial.com slash podcast evolved where you can start your free trial today um, I've been your host, Oren. Uh, happy Halo Infinite gameplay reveal day. And until next time, everybody, evolved. 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 evolved.